Sunday Surefire Podcast. I'm your host, the Commish. Joining me today is the co-host, Aaron Downtown Brown. Hey, hey. And the other co-host, the one and only Ethan Weaver. Mish, how are we doing? Doing pretty good, boys. It is week nine. It is the last week of the first half of the regular season in the NFL, which is kind of ridiculous to think about that we're already halfway through the NFL calendar. We wait so long for it to get here, and then it just flies right before our eyes. The season's at its halfway mark after this week, so that, that that's crazy. Um, but we got a lot of big things going on out there. We had a really big week last week too, which we'll which we'll dive into. Uh, one of our one of our guys here on the on the episode he had a really big big week. Had a, took a serious run at taking down one of those those massive DFS tournaments. So we'll give him the floor in a minute to talk about that. But before we dive in, I just wanted to point something out here to our listeners who uh, consume our podcast on Spotify. We do have a feature available on Spotify where you can support our podcast in a monetary way if you choose to um, just click on any one of our episodes and you'll see a link that says support this podcast and just sets up any type of donation that you want to give to us on a monthly basis will be much appreciated. You know, if you're, if you're liking our, our content, if you're winning money every week with our awesome picks, like the ones we're about to talk about um, anything you can give back would be truly appreciated. And also a hundred percent of what you're giving will go back into our content and helping us get better as content creators and helping the quality of our podcast overall. So again, check it for the, that's for Spotify listeners only support this podcast link found on any one of our episodes, but let's talk about week, the week that was in week eight on the DFS front. Aaron, you're the guy who who really went off last week and your team went nuts. So just, so I'll just give the floor to you, man. Tell me a little bit about, well, you know, what went well for you last week and then just dive right into your told you so's from, from last week. You like that? You like that? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I was, I was uh, as you guys know, I was sweating bullets. I was up there um, past the 200-point mark last week. I ended up scoring 218 points. So, obviously, the the late 4 o'clock games was when I, that was coming down to crunch time. So, had a lot of stuff going on, but definitely proud of last week. Um, I'll go ahead and just uh, kick off the told you so section here. And just kind of also just explain why my lineup ended up uh, doing so well. Um, I do want to start off with the Vikings defense. So um, I know we bring that up a lot um, when we're, we're talking defenses, different strategies to do. Um, it wasn't the highest defense of the week, but it did still score uh, 10 points last week, which we always say if you can get 10 plus definitely sets your lineup uh, up right. But they were only twenty five hundred um, dollars as well, so uh, that allowed me to get a lot of uh, nice players in my lineup. Uh, obviously, whenever you can uh, go cheap on a defense and it pans out, definitely uh, can can you can reap those benefits. So that being said, Vikings defense kind of set me up nicely. Uh, Brock Purdy did end up throwing over three hundred yards, gave you twenty four points uh brandon Ayuk another 18 deontay johnson um 16 points so those aren't really like the crazy guys that went off but um as i mentioned you know getting the vikings uh defense in there i was able to get uh cd lamb um in my lineup as well i had uh gus edwards i had a couple like decent guys all throughout my lineup that that did end up going off but the last thing i just want to key into here is um you know sometimes as listeners to pick up you know different takes that we all have um i was really high on that niners Bengals game from last week 
um, you know, just really like that as that potential shootout. So um, I also had Jamar Chase in my lineup as well, just thinking that that game would go back and forth a little bit. So, but that was kind of my keys to success um, last week and going over the, that 200 point mark. But that's the end of my spiel. We're on to a new week, but just wanted to give you some, give everyone some of the insights as the keys to success of last week. Yeah, definitely. When, when any of us take a serious run at taking down the top prize in a major tournament like that, it's definitely noteworthy. We want to spend a little bit of time on it. And like I said in our social media channels, like this is why you should be following along. This is why you should be setting lineups in, in these tournaments every single week because you never know what, what week's going to go off. You know, Even if you're not using every single one of our picks, you know, if, if we're just setting the foundation for your DFS lineup and kind of giving you that structure to go off of and then you're kind of building your own guys – into your lineup from there. I mean, that that's all you can ask for to set yourself up for success, whether it be in a big tournament or maybe in a head to head cash game, totally up to you. But this is, this is why you should be following along, which, which cannot be emphasized enough, but Ethan, we'll kick it to you. Did you, did you have any told you so's from last week that you wanted to uh, go off about here, here real quick before I do mine and we get going? I did. Um, my bullish buy last week was Alvin Kamara and he definitely paid off. As I said last week, I thought he was one of the safest buys uh, in DFS uh, that week, and he scored 27 points, and he scored uh, two touchdowns, one receiving, one rushing, and he was just um, a, just a staple of that offense. So it was it was very nice to see my bullish buy uh, go off last week. And then I'm just going to mention Deontay Johnson. It, it was his second game uh, back since his hamstring injury, and I basically I, I was predicting that he would. T- resume that alpha role in the Pittsburgh Steelers offense. And that's exactly what happened. He had 16.5 fantasy points. He went eight receptions for 85 yards and had 14 targets. Um, And then you look at George Pickens on the other side. He only had one catch for 22 yards. He did score the touchdown, but only five targets. So I think, uh, I think um, all of our predictions were, were pretty much right in terms of Deontay Johnson reclaiming the alpha role. So I was very happy with uh, Alvin Kamara and then Deontay Johnson scoring his uh, 16 plus fantasy points at at only $5,000 cost. So uh, I was happy with those two picks. Yeah. And on that game specifically, I, I tried to tell you guys that we were living in a world where Deontay Johnson could have a good fantasy day, which he did, but also that the Jacksonville Jaguars defense could have a good day. And this became surprisingly one of the bigger points of contention from our show last week was the Jags defense. You never know kind of where the rubber is going to meet the road in our program. And sometimes it's on the uh, defensive category, which it was a week ago. Uh, My Jags defense call, Ethan didn't really like it. Aaron was kind of so-so on the fence about it. But they actually they actually returned 11 points at a cost of just $2,800. So I'm going to go ahead and claim the W on that one. Um, just a call that worked out for me there. And like I said, Deontay was also able to do his thing while the defense produced, which was great. Um, and then I also took a very expensive trip to Stack City that paid off big time. Jalen Hurts cost $8,200 but returned 31.3 fantasy points. Uh, hit the other end of that stack, of course, being A.J. Brown who set an NFL record for six consecutive games of 125 or more receiving yards. He was expensive, cost $8,000, but returned 36 fantasy points. I kind of thought they were going to make an effort to get him that record, and they did, which worked out great on the fantasy front. So some big points in my lineup there, which was awesome. But that's it for week eight. We've already talked too much about it. Let's get into the bullish buy category for week nine and talk about the high-profile guys that we got to get in our lineup this week that are going to go off and, and return at that big price tag. So Aaron, you crushed it last week, my man. Why don't you lead off this week and let me know who you're paying up big time for in week nine? 
Sure, man. Um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be boring here. I'm going to go with a guy that we've been talking up a lot the last couple of weeks. I'm going 8,100, um, Alvin Kamara, um, in playing at home against the Chicago bears. So as we know, this is about the third straight year where the bears, uh, defense has declined They're They're still sitting in the, uh, 26th defense against running backs. Um, we just saw what Eckler did against Chicago that was just in the first half as well. And we, we also know that Eckler is a receiving back and that's kind of what, what torched uh, Chicago last week. So moving on to week nine Camaro, uh, as all fantasy managers know, um, you know, we're in love with his uh, receiving ability as well. So um, I want to stick to that formula. He's getting a lot of touches each week. So I'm going back to um, Ethan's pick of Alvin Kamara again. I like it. Um, I like it this week in week nine against the Chicago Bears. Yeah, for my bullish buy this week, like I said, I I I would have liked to get Kamara in there, but I wanted to change it up a little bit. I didn't want to pick Kamara in back to back weeks, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stick actually with the running back position, and I'm, and I'm gonna go Jonathan Taylor with a price of 6,400. Uh, I, I just think Jonathan Taylor is poised for a breakout breakout game. He since he's coming back, he's steadily increased his snap um, snap share. At, uh, when he first came back, he, he had a fifteen percent snap share. Then it was forty two percent, fifty percent, and then last week he actually had a sixty one percent snap share. So kind of trend, uh, trending towards that kind of workhorse uh, percentage there. Zach Moss only played thirty nine percent, but obviously Moss got the touchdown and he was still um, pretty involved. But I think I think Taylor has a big week this this week. I think he separates himself even further from Moss. And Carolina has allowed the fourth highest yards per attempt uh, for running backs, uh, the seventh most yards, and the second most rushing touchdowns. So I think there's going to be a lot of opportunity for Jonathan Taylor this week, and I'm very happy to have him in my lineup. Yeah, JT's a guy this week that I think I know for a fact that all three of us were touched upon off the air here that all three of us have him in their lineup, someone that we want to get in there. I think he's criminally under undervalued right now at that price point. So he's a guy that I think we can all together stand on, stand on the table for at a price at $6,400. I mean, it's, it's just incredibly cheap to get him in your lineup. So please do that in a good matchup. And he's, he's taking back over that workload. Like we knew we would after a few weeks of getting this few, but on the, on the season, but that's also not who I was going to talk about. But I'm going to go to a guy who went off last week and has had some great games in the past. That's CeeDee Lamb playing against the Philadelphia Eagles for $8,200. So a big price point. But as we know with this guy, he's capable of putting up points in bunches when he gets it rolling. And last week was the definition of that, having 44 fantasy points in full PPR formats. And this week he gets he gets a matchup with the 32nd ranked pass defense against opposing wide receivers from a fantasy scoring standpoint. Uh, you know, the Philly secondary, you know, he torched them in two games last season, going for a combined 15 for 188 in two scores. So, you know, this guy, he's a big play waiting to happen every single week. Uh, he's getting it going a little bit here in, in the in recent weeks, you know, come came out flying out of the bye a week ago. And I think he's going to continue that trend this week in a, in a division game against the Eagles. So I guess, Aaron, we'll go to you, my man. What do you uh, what do you think about that? Uh, I like CD. I mean, I looked at this game really closely trying to anticipate how that was going to go. I think Vegas is kind of thinking, you know, both teams are are probably going to score at least two touchdowns um, and, and possibly a third or maybe two field goals. So uh, looking at that over under and then just kind of the team 
team scoring props. Um, I think, you know, if, if you look at some of that of, of how even Vegas is thinking, I mean, there, there's going to at least be four touchdowns in the game. So on the Cowboys side, I like, I like CD uh, being involved with just how good the, the Philly run defense is too. Um, I do, I do think they might not, he might not have that massive game that he did against the the Rams, but he, he definitely could. I mean, it, the, there's high intentions on, on, on or uh, a lot on the line in this game. So it, it, it could either be more, more close or it could just be a shootout. So I, I can see both scenarios happening in this game, but I, I CD will definitely be involved in, in either case. So I, I do like the call. Yeah. We'll see what happens with lamb this week. I'm pretty high on him. Uh, kind of just get, getting it rolling here the second half of the season and, and kind of finishing closer to that mid range WR one group here. Like we thought he would be coming into the season, but so that, that that's all we're going to talk about here for the for the bullish buy category. Get the expensive guys out of the way early, like we always like to do around here, and then we kind of go to the cheaper guys on the defensive side of the ball here, Ethan. So I know you got it wrong last week on my Jags defense. So let's see if you can do a little bit better this uh, this week here. Who's your uh, who's your defense that you're rolling with in our two deep section? Yeah, I actually took a page out of uh, Aaron Downtown Brown's playbook, and I went cheap this week. I'm going to stick with the uh, the New York the New York Giants at 2300. They're the cheapest defense on the week, and I just think the Giants have a decent amount of upside against the the Vegas Raiders this week. They're starting Aiden O'Connell. They uh, have the second highest blitz rate in the league, and I think they 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 have a chance to uh, get to Aiden O'Connell. The Las Vegas Raiders are kind of in disarray right now. So I think it's a uh, good opportunity to kind of uh, pounce on them. And the last three of four weeks, they've scored 12 points or more. So at $2,300, if they can get to 10, 11, 12 points, that, that, that's kind of what we're looking for. So I, I saw I saw them at 2300 and I figured, hey, I'll, I'll take the shot with the Giants and I'll, I'll be able to uh, beef up my lineup a little more um, in the positional players. And I'm hoping uh, they have a uh, big day against the uh, the reeling Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, it's funny, um, Ethan. I had the Giants in my lineup multiple times. I, I know we were chatting before the show. We, <laughs> I know we both spent quite a bit of time looking and researching the games this week. That um, you know, I I I too uh, had an eye for that game. The only thing that I was a little hesitant on is I you know they just made the the trade. Um, to Seattle with training way Leonard Williams, which they're you know they're they're pretty much their best defensive guy. Um, kind of deterred me slightly away from it. Um, but I'm with you. They were very cheap defense. We just saw how how bad Las Vegas looked offensively. Um, last week, so um, not gonna hate the call because I was uh, highly considering having them in my lineup, but um. I'll let uh I'll, I'll pass it on to, to Pat next year before I, I get to mine. Okay, so uh, where last week Aaron and I were on the cheaper end, I'm actually swinging back the other way. I'm going to go expensive here. I'm going to go Saints defense, forty one hundred dollars in a home game against the Bears. And look, I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I don't usually do this with defenses, as you guys know, but uh, I kind of hated the rest of the slate this week that I was looking at for the other options available to me. So I said, screw it. I'm going to pay up. I'm going to, I'm going to get some, at least what I hope is some certainty here with the saints defense, keeping it simple. Um, and you know, I just think that playing at home against a rookie quarterback and Tyson Bajan, 
uh, the former D2 quarterback here. You know, I think that's going to be a recipe for success. He had some nice moments there in his, in his first game as a starter, but a lot of things lined up against him last week and kind of went wrong. So I think we're going to get more of that this week because I think I think the Saints are going to get up on this Chicago team. And then we saw what, behind, what happened last week when the Chargers took the lead on that Bears team. It all kind of snowballed from there. And I think the game is going to follow a similar script here in week nine. And I think the Saints defense is going to do just enough in the dome to uh, return double-digit points this week against the Bears. So uh, that's uh, that's what I got for, for my defensive take, Aaron. I, I can't wait to see what you're uh, – we have to say about that what you're coming up with here, making the making the listeners wait a little bit to hear your pick. <laughs> yeah, no, um, kind of intentional there. Um, I don't mind the Saints call. I really like when we when, when we all all three do this, where we got kind of got a high, medium, low um, selection for everyone to pick from, gives gives everybody good options. Um, so yeah, don't don't hate that pick one bit. We I, like we always say, it just kind of depends how you're building your lineup. So I'm I'm kind of medium range this week. I'm going 2,900. I'm actually going with your guys' uh, New England Patriots. A um, little bit of a surprise here playing Washington. You know, Washington just put up a lot of points against against Philly. Um, the over is 40 and a half points, so not um, not anticipated high, high scoring this week. Uh, I think that's primarily because, um, you know, New England playing at Gillette, um, is, is they usually do pretty good. Um, you know, I, I like the fact that they traded and got JC Jackson back at corner, kind of filled the need there. Um, but I also am just a big believer when Bill schemes up against just either young or mediocre middle of the road quarterbacks. I know Sam Howell has been kind of uh raising eyebrows a little bit this year, kind of solidifying himself on the team, but I still do think that Bill can um scheme up some pretty good schemes. Um, against um, opposing young quarterbacks. So, I mean, he, he's used to playing against, you know, your Josh Allens and the, now the Tua's of the world and stuff. So um, this seems to me like it's it's a, a big turnaround week for the for the Patriots for some more reasons. I, I think we, we may t- touch on the game a little later as well. Uh, I know I know I will, um, but I'm actually going your 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 Patriots for twenty nine hundred. I like the Patriots call. That was actually one of the defenses I was contemplating as I was going the cheaper direction, but I ended up going with the, uh, the New York giants uh, just cause I do like, I do like the matchup a little better, but I do, I do think that's a, a pretty good call with, with the Patriots. Obviously when they played at home a couple of weeks ago, they, they shut down the Buffalo bills and um, we, we all know the uh, Washington commanders offense isn't, uh, isn't as high flying as as the Buffalo Bills or, or Sam Howell isn't Josh Allen, but um, Sam Howell Sam Howell has been playing pretty well. He's been putting up some points, but I do agree with you. I think Belichick's gonna gonna um, scheme something up, and it, it, he's gonna make it very difficult for for Sam Howell. And I I do see Howell um, uh, making a few a few costly turnovers. But um, so yeah, that's that's I, I do think that's a good call. I also just said uh, my biggest. Um, I, I don't know about a bonus, but I, I don't know how you guys felt about uh, the Atlanta Falcons. But my two biggest, uh, I was weighing in with the Giants or Atlanta Falcons because obviously Minnesota losing um, Kirk Cousins. Now the uh, the rookie uh, is, is playing playing for Minnesota, so that's why I, I thought um, the Atlanta Falcons against Jaron Hall, who and, and obviously the Falcons have been good against the run. So I, I didn't know if you guys thought. Um, of Atlanta this week, but that's just kind of a, a little bonus that I, I was really, really debating this week with, with, with uh, that defense there. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. I, I looked at that matchup. I mean, I also want to get the Cleveland Browns in my lineup too, but they're the top defense of the week at, at 4,002. So, I mean, they're playing uh, probably against Clayton, Clayton Toon um, with the Arizona too. So I think there's a couple of juicy lineups. Um, just kind of depends where they fall um, in, in that price range and kind of what else you're trying to do in your lineup. But kind of a, a lot of decent, you know, kind of a interesting choices and on defenses this week. But um, I, I usually th- this week, I let it kind of dictate what I was doing elsewhere. Yeah. Atlanta could be a good call. Interesting spot there against a, a young quarterback who is certainly unproven in the league. Um, and that's a situation to monitor. There's a few, there's a few matchups out there that are, that are interesting, like Aaron said. So I think you, any direction you want to go with one of those unproven quarterbacks, I think you, you could get away with, but I actually, as we move into the pick six category here, I want to go back to the Patriots and, and Washington game coming up here. And the first guy I'm going to bring up tonight is a guy that Ethan talked touched on last week. I think he was just a week too early on Ramondre Stevenson. So I'm rolling with him here as my first one, $5,400. And look, they had a disappointing outing last week in Miami. Uh, we probably should have seen that coming because the Pats always struggle down in Miami, but I think this week's going to be a different story. And I think the Pats are going to be playing ahead in this game, maybe off the back of some of those turnovers that Ethan referenced from Sam Howell. Uh, but the worst case here, it's going to be, it's probably going to be a neutral game script. And on paper, the commanders are a uh, top half of the team, uh, top half of the league team against opposing running backs, ranking 13th in terms of fantasy points, giving up two opposing running backs, but they were active at the trade deadline. They actually sold off two starters in Montez Sweat and Chase Young off their defensive line. So I think that number is a little bit inflated if you if you do like to look at what opposing defensive defenses has given up to the position that you're playing. So I see an opportunity here for for Ramondre to really uh, have a have a breakout week here. We as we know he has a as a dual skill set where he can catch passes and run the ball. So I think this is a game that New England uses as an opportunity to kind of get their run game going and maybe some of those short screen passes to use as an extension of the run game on top of it. So I just think this is the week that Mondre finally comes around and gives us that that productive week that we're looking for. And for just 5,400 bucks, I'm happy to pencil him into my lineup this week. I like that call a lot, Kamish. Uh, as you said, unfortunately, I was a week too early. I know Ramondre was starting to ramp up, then obviously had the goose egg uh last week um he didn't score zero but he, he just didn't obviously live up to uh my expectations but uh i i think Ramondre does have have a, ch- a chance to have a a pretty big week uh this week and um they're at, like the patriots are at home so I, I think he's gonna get back on track um so i i do like that call a lot i'm actually gonna stick uh in this same game for my first pick six candidate here and I'm actually going to go Hunter Henry at $3,600. I, I think losing Kendrick Bourne last week is going to open up uh, more targets for Hunter Henry. I think Hunter Henry's always been a a favorite of Mac Jones. I think Mac Jones is going to have uh, a lot of time to throw the ball with uh, Montez Sweat and Chase Young exiting, um, as the commish said. So I, I just think... Um, there's a good opportunity for Hunter Henry considering the Washington commanders are not very good against the tight end position. They rank 27th in the league. Looking at the first eight weeks of the Washington commanders defense against the tight end position, they, they've allowed a, a lot of t- tight end one finishes week one, uh, tight end 12 week five tight end nine week six against Atlanta. Actually they had uh pitch was tight end three and Janu Smith was tight end four. Um, so, uh, and then week seven tight end two, 
uh, which I believe was Darren Waller. So it, it can be a very fruitful uh, defense for the tight end position. And I thought for uh, the cheap price of $3,600, I thought there was a lot of upside with Hunter Henry, especially, like I said, with Kendrick Bourne going down. I think Henry is going to get 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 more targets this week, which is why uh, I was happy to put him in my lineup. All right. Um, I'll comment on that because uh, usually when we got uh, some Patriots player, uh, you guys want me to talk some sense uh, into you guys or maybe to the listeners. Hey, you know, uh, just remember you guys are the the Homer homers over here, the Patriot lovers. But um, there's actually going to be a plot twist this week where um, I also have Hunter Henry as well. So we're in agreement here. It's funny. We just actually just called out uh, two Patriots players running around and, and I'm uh, I'm going to be one of them as well. So I'm, I'm big on Hunter Henry. This week, um, when I looked at that tr- Washington trade with, you know, no Chase Young, no no sweat um, as well, I think um, that's definitely going to give Mac Jones a little bit more time in the pocket. And um, I think he Mac Jones is going to have a decent game. So, um, you know, I, I think you're hitting Ramondre May as well. Um, I, I zeroed in on that secondary because, I mean, and I mentioned uh, the Bears a while back. Their 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 run defense has not been the great the last couple of years, but also it's been a a trend uh, the last four to five years has been Washington secondary. So um, they're already thirty first in the league, or they they've been just pretty much thirty or thirty plus the last couple of years uh, years running. So their secondary already kind of sucks, and then you're also uh, um, you know Washington getting rid of their uh, pass rushers. Uh, so yeah, I I love Hunter Henry, um, and then zero, zeroing in on that born injury going to IR. You know Henry's up there in in targets, or and I think he tied him last week in targets uh, with Bourne. So definitely think Mac Jones will be um, zeroing in to Hunter Henry. And uh, it, it's funny, I, I guess I there it was strategic where I wanted to go last. Where um, this is going to be when I said plot twist, like it, it's really twisting here where. It's funny. I'm actually going to take another trip to Stack City because I'm going Hunter Henry, uh, Mac Jones. Don't say baby. it. Don't say it. No. <laughs> I'm doing it. No. <laughs> I'm doing it this week. <laughs> I'm going back to the 4,900 quarterback. Um, he's going to be my second pick six player. So um, I'm really zero. You know, last week I zeroed in on that Niners Bengals, but I have an, an odd, I guess, magnet that just keeps, you know, I, I kept going back to that New England game. Um, so yeah, I, I actually think Mac Jones is going to have a decent game. I think Henry's going to have a really good game. So it's so, it's funny hearing this out loud, how, how Patriot heavy we are in the show where usually I'm that relief, but, but not this week guys. Wow. Aaron downtown Brown of all people, Mr. Kansas city chief himself is, is rolling with Mac Jones and Hunter Henry in his lineup this week. That's uh, and, and the New England defense. I'm going three New England spots in my in my lineup this week. So I see the de- uh, I do. We'll, we'll definitely see how that that's goes. dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and there there was a time where you could roll with three Patriots in your lineup, and people would be like, "Oh yeah, give me more of it, man. Keep going. Like, don't stop there. Like the Patriots score a ton of points. I love this." But those days, unfortunately for us, us up in here in New England, those days are long gone. So. I like, yeah, rolling with any more than one Patriot is kind of a, a dangerous proposition, but Hey, Aaron downtown Brown is the guy who took a serious run in a deep tournament uh, last week. So who am I to sit here and criticize his picks? But uh, 
you say nice things about my football team on top of it. So I guess I'll take that <laughs> and move on. And I wish I could be moving on from this game, but I actually have my second pick six player here is another piece of this New England and Washington game. This time it's on the other side of the ball, though. I'm going to Terry McLaurin for $5,600. And just I'm just following the targets on this one here, guys. You know, Terry has seen nine or more looks in four of his last five games. And in each of those four games that he's gotten that, that high target count, uh, he's been a WR2 or better. So he's turning those targets into production. If the game goes how I think it's going to and New England is ahead, it just means more passes for Sam Howell and this commander's offense. And I think that kind of plays right into what uh, Terry McLaurin can do, getting those looks here. Um, you know, and I just think that for $5,600, it's a reasonable price point where he can continue to be productive at a, at a relatively low cost here. So I guess we'll keep the reactions on this one quick, guys, as we talked enough about the game itself here. But give me, I guess, Ethan, give me your quick thoughts on Terry and then just move right on to your last pick six player. I have not been a big Terry McLaurin fan over the years, but I do like this call. Um, I think following the targets is exactly right and is exactly why uh, you, you selected Terry McLaurin. He's been uh, he's been he's been crushing uh, the target share in, in uh, Washington, and they've been putting up points. So I actually do like that call call quite a bit, um, and that will bring me to my second pick six player and I'm going to go to Tampa Bay at Houston and I'm going Rashad white at 5,600. And I just think Rashad Rashad white in full point PPR has, has been just a pretty safe play over the last uh, couple of weeks. He's been an RB one the last two weeks, week seven, he scored 15.9 points week eight, 17.9 points. And that's without scoring a touchdown. He only has one touchdown uh, on the year thus far, and I think that changes this week. He's been act- he's been absolutely murdering it in the receiving game. He had seven for seventy last week, and the week before he had six for sixty five. So he's been obviously a huge staple in in that receiving game, and I think that I think that continues that that role is definitely not going away. And again, Rashad White played eighty two percent of snaps, and he was RB ten uh, this week. So. Uh, or I was just say last week. So he's, he's getting uh, the snap share. He's get, definitely getting a touch in the receiving game. I would like to see an uptick on the ground, but uh, as I, as I said, he, he's been, he's been rolling the last couple of weeks and that, and he, he hasn't sniffed the end zone. So I think, as I said, that that changes. And I think Rashad white for 5,600 um, is a, uh, a, a decent price to have a potential RB one in your lineup. Yeah, I don't hate it. I think, you know, you mentioned you have JT in the $6,000 range and White under 6000 So, you know, good good prices on both of your running backs this week. And and I, I think they'll they'll over-deliver in both cases. So you're saving money, and, and they'll, they'll probably put up points as well. So um, good, good calls there overall. I'm in on Rashad White this week, too. I mean, I mean, he's been allergic to the end zone, as Ethan <laughs> referenced, which stinks. Some of that's not his fault. I mean, the, the Buccaneers offensive line from a rushing standpoint just has not gotten it done for him. Uh, I, I think this week, though, they can do that. I mean, we've seen teams eat up against Houston running the ball. I mean, Derrick Henry comes to mind. You know, I feel like every time he gets he gets going against Houston, he has a monster day. And no one's ever going to confuse Rashad White with Derrick Henry. I, I get that <laughs> completely. But I think this is a spot where you can trust White and he has that dual, sk- dual threat skill set where he can continue to pass catch passes, even if the game script gets away from Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I like that one a lot. And, uh, you know, with that, let's uh, let's turn those bright lights on. 
On this Thursday, we have the Tennessee Titans traveling to Pittsburgh uh, to take on the Steelers. And we have Pittsburgh opening up as a minus three favorite. And the over-under for the game is 37 points. Uh, We had some uncertainty to start the week here on the injury front, especially at quarterback. But it looks like Kenny Pickett's going to be ready to go for Pittsburgh. And it also looks like Will Levis is going to be in line to make his second career start. And he's going to be under center for the Tennessee Titans here. So I guess we'll start with you, Ethan, here. What are your uh, what are your thoughts on this game? How do you see it panning out? I think this is probably going to be a low scoring affair. Thursday night football against two probably average to below average teams. Uh, you have Will Levis making his second start. So I, I don't, I mean, maybe, Hey, maybe you can catch lightly in a bottle twice, but uh, I don't see him throwing another uh, throwing for another four touchdowns, but it was, it was, the, it was great to see Will Levis come in in his first opportunity and seize the moment. Will Levis obviously fell down the draft um, quite a bit. And the guy has all, all the tools in the world. Maybe a little odd guy, but he, he he has all the tools. And he was definitely a guy, and not to bring up the Patriots again, but I, I would li- almost like to see the Patriots uh, take a shot, uh, shot on him uh, last year. Just to, uh, another guy to, to push Mac with, obviously, a skill set that, that Mac Jones just doesn't have. But uh, I, I do think, um, like I said, I don't see a ton of, a ton of points in this game uh, against two middling teams. But... Um, We'll uh we'll we'll see what happens, and I am excited to see to see Will Levis, and I am glad Kenny Pickett is playing because that that's good for uh for uh, my Deontay Johnson shares. Yeah, I um I'll have to agree with that. Um, you know, I I was happy to see Levis um you know start off strong. Um, do have him in dynasty as well, so obviously bonus points there. But um, I do think he kind of comes back to reality a little bit in prime time in Pittsburgh, so. Um, yeah, I think we can all agree Pittsburgh's not a, like a Super Bowl contending team, but still not the most fun place to play, um, especially on a prime time. You're making your second start uh, with that fan base, too. You got the terrible towels. They'll probably be going and, you know, rocking the stadium, too. So, um, you know, Pittsburgh, uh, you know, and Watt out there, they can definitely cause a ruckus um, in the in the pass rush, too. So. Um, I don't think it'll be as favorable for Levis uh, this week in Pittsburgh. Um, so I actually like the Pittsburgh uh, minus three. Um, I mean, the, the 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 spread's already pretty low at 37. So um, I'm not sure about the under or not, but the uh, I, I do. I'm more in favor of Pittsburgh this week, especially hearing that Pickett um, should be back too. So Commissioner, not sure your thoughts uh, before we move on to captains here. Yeah, my quick thoughts on the game are actually maybe a little bit different than you guys. And I'm actually, I actually like the Tennessee Titans in this spot here, believe it or not. Um, Overall, I I think this has the makings of an ugly Thursday night football game. And I like Tennessee's ability to run the ball um, more than I like Pittsburgh's ability to to move the ball on the ground. You know, the Pittsburgh defense has allowed the sixth most rushing yards per game this year and the sixth most yards per carry this season as well. So I think that it's going to be a steady diet of, of Henry and Tajay Spears and as the Titans kind of grind out a win in this game here. I like them with the points, to be clear. I'm not sure they win it outright. If they do, maybe it's by a point or two. So I would take I would take Tennessee with the, getting the three points even on the road in this spot. I just think this, this game here, it's two kind of coaches, that have, Mike Tomlin and Mike Vrabel, that have a really a hard-nosed, kind of grinded-out type of play style. And I think this is not going to be a game that people remember fondly for like a a high flying affair. I think it's going to be a low scoring as the 37 
over under mark would indicate, but I think the Titans come out in a out top here in a, in a tight contest here. So those are my thoughts on the game itself. Uh, we'll see how that plans out, but let's talk about our captain's lineups here and I'll start with this one. And like I mentioned, it's going to be uh, a tight game here. Tennessee moves the ball on the ground, eats some clock, but I'm not sure that they can cash in for too many touchdowns in this one here with Will Levis making his second start. I can see them get into the red zone or in the fringe, and then having those drives stall out. And when they do, that's when uh, former Patriot Nick Folk is going to step in here for a $6,900 in the captain slot. Dirt cheap here, but this is that's his opportunity to step up. And I don't know if people are following him uh, too closely, being a kicker and all, but you know he's 16 for 16 on field goals and 12 for 12 on extra points so far this year. So the guy's been absolutely automatic. Uh, he's the eighth number eighth eighth highest scoring kicker on a points per game basis this season. So he's been contributing if you have him in season long leagues as well. And with points at a premium and two conservative head coaches in Vrabel and Tomlin. I think I think Vrabel's going to be kind of okay with taking the points whenever he can get them, and it's kind of one of those cases where they're going to probably line up folk from wherever they can uh, to try to get points on the board. And the beauty in doing this, of course, is Aaron Aaron knows because he's the guy who kind of goes crazy with these cheap, cheap, cheap captains. Is if you do this, sixty nine hundred bucks is nothing in your captain slot. You can actually get both starting quarterbacks in the game, and you can also get your choice of any other player on the slate on the slate as well to kind of mix and match. <laughs> and really build out a deep uh, lineup in this uh, in this format. So that's uh, those are my thoughts on Nick Folk and going kicker in my captain's lineup for the first time all year. So what do you uh, what do you boys think about that? Smart, 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 Kamish. I I like it as you said. You take a took a page out of my book. I I like to do so. Um, definitely smart because you're getting you're getting players that uh, you you feel that will be in, involved with the game outside that captain spot, but. Uh, yeah, with the with the low scoring game, um, I don't mind a kicker here. Uh, I think sometimes in these prime time games, you get we get those boring boring games too. So if it goes that way. I think that's a good call. I all, almost had uh, Pittsburgh defense as my captain. I almost went similar approach, but I I did realize that the the last second I realized, hey, I can have my exact same lineup that I was planning on putting in with Pittsburgh defense, but I am taking them out, putting my normal lineup. And uh, I'm going three weeks in a row where we're talking about this dude, but I'm going Deontay Johnson. I think uh, <laughs> I think it's just, uh, you know, another story where, you know, similar to that Jacksonville game last week where he can be involved, he can get his targets, and in, as in the captain um, spot, getting that one and a half times your points. I mean, we just really want to rack up uh, receptions and yards, right? So even if it's low scoring um, – Give me the guy that's probably going to be a big, big, big time target on his team. So I'm going Deontay again. I think probably everybody might be tired of hearing his name the last couple of weeks, but I'm, I'm going to go back to it. So I'm going Deontay um, as my captain this week. I like the call, uh, Aaron, and uh, we're going to have to keep talking about Deontay because I, uh, I chose Deontay Johnson as well in my captain's lineup. As, as I brought up earlier, he had 14 targets last week. Was it was the clear alpha um, target leader on this team and Tennessee hasn't been very good uh, against opposing wide receivers, but they have been really good uh, stopping the run. So I do think Kenny Pickett and the Pittsburgh Steelers offense, uh, they're going to have to turn to uh, the pass game to, to move, to move the ball. So I, I think Deontay Johnson, I think it's a similar, um, we see something similar as we did last week. I think he's going to get 10 plus targets and I think he's going to, uh, make, make them count. Hopefully he gets in the end zone, but I just thought Deontay Johnson was, um, 
a very safe play, but also a play with some upside. So uh, I love the call, Aaron. Yeah, it's good to bank on volume in these low scoring affairs. At least you can ideally get some get some receptions on there, even if Deontay can't find the end zone, which he hasn't in like forever. <laughs> like going back to <laughs> never twenty one, um, <laughs> right? Which is kind of crazy, but that's due. That's due. We're due for a touchdown there with Deontay boys. I think we can agree on that. Um, you know, I he's in my lineup too, so I I don't hate the call at all, and I think he's going to be off to another good game here. Um, kind of stinks just on an overall standpoint that he's playing on Thursday, where there's so many other guys questionable around the league. Kind of makes lineup decisions hard, but that's kind of a story for for another day here. Uh, so I think that's enough, <laughs> enough talk on this uh, kind of disgusting Thursday night matchup that the league saddled us with for week nine. <laughs> and let's close this out with some hot takes here. Who wants to go first here? Who wants to, uh, who wants to, who wants to, who wants to drop the, keep, keep the Mims line going here for this is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why I'm hot. This is why, this is why, this is why I'm hot. All right. Uh, yeah. I hope I make, um, hope we make everyone proud here. Uh, shout out to everyone who wanted the uh, that drop back in this episode. So um, hopefully I'm coming in hot here. Going back to the Patriots game. So I know we talked a lot of Patriots talk this week, but my hot take is um, I'm saying Hunter Henry going to go seven catches, 82 yards, and two touchdowns. So I'm going to wow. find that, make it a wow. prop. Bold. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to say Henry – He's gonna gonna have a himself a game. So eighty, um, I'm gonna probably find um a seven, um seven catch uh prop, par- same game parlay it with the eighty plus yards and get a do a two touchdown score in that game. I think Henry goes off. So that's gonna be my hot take of the week. I like it. I like it. You're making me uh, question whether I should uh, bench Kincaid and put Hunter Henry in my lineup in uh, one of our dynasty leagues that we playing together. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, so I'll, uh, continue my hot take. I'm going to, um, go with one of my pick six players as well. And I'm going to go to Rashad white and I'll piggyback off, uh, your seven receptions for Hunter Henry. I'm going to predict seven plus receptions, at least seven receptions for Rashad white. And I think he's going to get over 60 receiving yards and I think he finally finds the end zone again and make that two touchdowns on the year. So I think Rashad White has a pretty big day in Houston. Yeah, a couple couple bold takes there out, out of the gate here. That's uh, that's always fun to see, especially Aaron going with multiple touchdowns to Hunter Henry. <laughs> that's a uh, that's a scorcher. But uh, as Patriots fans, <laughs> as Patriots fans, we'll take it. Uh, we'll see. And we'll hey, see how I, that one goes. I may be in attendance on Sunday, so I would love to see it. Yep. Yep, I'm gonna be the first one to tell Aaron he was right. I, I, I know you. <laughs> I need a selfie with with Hunter Henry somehow afterwards <laughs> on the jumbo on the jumbotron scoring yeah. those two touchdowns. Yeah, <laughs> that that's how you know he listens to the show if he makes that happen. So Hunter, if you're listening, when you, you're, I know you're listening, to my man, make it happen, man. Hit Pater twice for Aaron downtown Brown. But we got one more hot take hot take to drop here, and that's that's mine here. And I'm actually gonna go to this Raiders game that Ethan mentioned briefly. Uh, that he liked the Giants in it. I actually like the Raiders side of it, believe it or not. Here and um, you know they're they're two and a half point favorites at home this week against the Giants, but I actually think they're going to cover a nine and a half point spread. I think they're going to win this game by double digits, at least ten points. And the reason I think so is you know we saw Josh McDaniels and GM Dave Ziegler both relieved of their duties this week, and this is something we've kind of seen seen give teams a spark in the past across the league, including this Raiders team just two years ago when John Gruden. 
uh, left the team two years ago in the middle of the season. The Raiders actually ended up making the playoffs that year, uh, and I'm not sure that's going to happen in this particular case, but I just see a, a talented Vegas team here that just needs to absolutely unload on somebody after a, fr- a frustrating start to the season. And I think the giant, this Giants team that's pretty bad in their own right is kind of just what the doctor ordered for the Raiders, and I think that the they're going to beat up on, uh, on the Giants here. Add a touchdown on top of that already two-and-a-half-point spread, and I think the Raiders take care of business in a big way this week against the New York Giants. I like it. I like it. As a Devontae Adams owner who lost by uh, <laughs> uh, I was, I was seven, point, seven points down next to uh, Mr. Ethan in a, in a fantasy league, uh, I, I sure hope they make a, a comeback and, and feed that man uh, the ball a little more this week. Yeah, I was I was very happy to see a, uh, an off day by Devontae Adams. Honestly, before that game, I thought I had no chance. And uh, if Jimmy G could actually throw the ball, I mean, I, I would have got smoked. But uh, so I have to I have to shout out to Jimmy G. Thank you for uh, missing Devontae Devonte Adams multiple times to give uh, give me the win <laughs> over Aaron Downtown Brown. Yeah, as a Patriots fan, Jimmy G finally did something for Ethan after ten years. <laughs> it's about dime. Yeah, brutal. As someone who needed a combined like 10 points, I think it was from Roshan and Devontae Adams going into the, to the end of, of the week. And then it's not getting not even getting half of it between the two of them. That was awesome. Really, that's good to insane. Beat. That is a bad beat right there. Yeah, really fun <laughs> to be a part of that. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks for nothing, guys. Uh, but, you know, that that's fantasy. We uh, we love to hate it sometimes, but we take the good with the bad. And luckily on this show, you get a hell of a lot more good. Then you get bad here. Let's see who can take down the captain's lineup this week on Sunday, and we'll see who can take down our Thursday night contest as well. Folks, make sure you're following us on all of our social media platforms. We're on uh, Instagram, Facebook. We're on X at Sunday underscore Surefire. Make sure you're checking us out there. And uh, until next time, folks, peace.